You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. This podcast is made possible by the Made in Oklahoma program, created for Oklahoma's entrepreneurs. Their free-to-join program focuses on economic growth and development for the small businesses who grow, process, or manufacture a good within Oklahoma. Retail stores who sell Made in Oklahoma products can also benefit from their program. Above all, they encourage you to support and shop local wherever possible. Find them on Facebook and visit their website at www.madeinoklahoma.net to learn more. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn, your host, back with another episode down in Oklahoma City today with, oh, that's my squeaky chair, with um, Neighbors Coffee, uh, John and Taylor. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. I did get that right, didn't I? You did. Okay, Thank good. you for having me. <laughs> I'm terrible with names. Um, yeah, thanks for having me down and, and just a quick tour of the building to see you have a legit huge operation down here in a 100,000 square foot building. So I had no idea, and I'm sure a lot of people listening will have no idea what is going on here. But man, this uh, is a big deal. You guys have been busy. Yeah, it's actually been pleasantly surprised. It's been picking up through the holidays and stuff. So. Got a lot of flavored coffee and holiday coffees are really popular right now. So you said this business has been going since 72, was that what you said earlier? Yes, actually, so in 1972, two brothers, uh, Steve and Fred Neighbors, started it with the help of their father. And even to this day, a lot of the family still works here. So we are a family owned and operated Oklahoma business that's been around 48 years. Yeah. So it's a long time. It's a long time going on 50. It's pretty exciting. In this building the whole time? No, we've actually moved. Okay. Because we've been in this building, I think, what? Since the 80s. Since um, the 80s, something like that? Yeah. Um, so 30 plus years, then a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the 80s and or 90s in this building, but actually, the what's now the UPS store on 10th Street used mm-hmm. to be the um, neighbor's quality house coffee gourmet store and they used to roast there a little bit little little batches just yeah. kind of for show and sell everything basically um, loose you know kind of in bulk um, and they did tea as well gift boxes and then that uh, what's now the Indian motorcycle shop just across the street from uh, the UPS store was their roaster for a while, and mm-hmm. they put in a, um, what's the top story? Um, the penthouse. The penthouse yeah. they put in there was actually so that they could put hoppers up there, um, you know, to aid in the manufacturing process. So that they outgrew that, and now we're just, just like, up the street. A football field away or something. Yeah. <laughs> we can still see it. Um, I always drive by that Indian motorcycle store and I'm, you know, I'm terrible on bikes. I don't have a motorcycle license, but I always dream of having one, right? You're like, oh, maybe I should have one. That'd look really cool. And I'd rather just look at them. Yeah, same. I was riding past the other, driving past the other day and there's one that has a sidecar. Oh, yeah. Like, now that would be cool. That's it. Coffee yeah. delivery out of the sidecar, man. Sidecar, like kind of the Wallace and Gromit style, if any of you know that cartoon. That's, oh, that yeah. would be me with the dog. Uh, <laughs> that's really cool. So always, you know, you've been in down Downtown Oklahoma City, then the whole time, which is which is neat. Yeah, More way before less, it was yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. Like we yeah. we really didn't have neighbors, so to speak, back yeah. then. You know, that was really before the whole Midtown movement really took off. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, um, it's been great to get in here, I'm sure. Um, and you know, the train goes by every once and now. Maybe when we when we're li- people listen to this, it might go by again. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're not 
old enough to know what it was like before Fred, one of the brothers. Yeah. Um, he actually just had surgery on his right hand. So he's kind of resting up right now, but he has all the stories of when this was basically the wild west down here. And, you know, just different, like there's packs of dogs down here and, and, I'm just vagrants and there's nothing. Yeah. It's amazing to see what it's become now, right? I mean, we're sat in this office looking at a view downtown and, and, you know, it's in 10 years, it's become something. Oh yeah. And obviously in 30, it's become, there's so much change, isn't it? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. That's awesome. So the coffee, right? So you guys obviously love coffee, right? You smell it every day. Yeah. We do. I think we actually work here for the free smells. Because <laughs> it smells so good. <laughs> so we, we generally start off with like a hot brew in the morning, a private blend, and we pretty much drink coffee all day in the office. Yeah. And then the afternoon we'll switch it over to like an iced coffee, flavored iced coffee. We'll just randomly try a different one just at any given moment, you know? Yeah. There, there are some flavors that we've had that people have bought and I thought, I don't think I'm, I don't think that one's for me, but yeah, sometimes sure, when you have it iced or, or you try it the right time, it's yeah. really good. We have like a fruity flavors that we did a lot during the summer. My favorite was dreamsicle, which is like the orange creamsicle mm-hmm. kind of flavor and it, it works. Yeah. So, um, definitely I'm always surprised and we're trying a new flavor right now, sort of, in the experimenting phase of a peppermint flavor. We've mm-hmm. never offered a peppermint before, so that'll be a first for us. But right now, I think we have something like over 100 flavors. Wow, and then I couldn't tell yeah. you how many straights and blends um, as well, but anything you can think of as far as origin-wise, mm. um, I've yet to try all of them, so that's it's always exciting because sometimes I'll think, oh, I... I have a customer that just bought this. Might as well. Maybe I should try. Yeah, it. throw in yeah. another pound for me. Um, so that's that's really cool. But I actually missed your guys's tour through the the warehouse. Mm-hmm. Did you see anything that was totally surprising? I mean, I just come to how big the operation is. Like it's yeah. huge. There's so much going on, you know, and it's it's really cool to see. And, and you know, that's what's great about this podcast is I get to meet people that, you know, if I knock on the door, I'm just like, who's this rando, right? <laughs> but we're doing a podcast and, and we're going to talk about it and, you know, let's go take a tour and see what it's like. And it's, you know, I drove, I've driven past this building many times and you have no idea what's inside. You know, you'll see cars outside, people working or whatever, but... You know, like now I know what's really here and it, you know, I appreciate what comes out of it and the hard work and the family that you know there's so much to the story right mm. but it's I can believe how big it was and then a hundred flavors that's it's not it's all you know that's a lot of stuff right it's a lot of a lot of customers a lot of you know different tastes and the clientele and all the rest of it a lot and, to and there's a lot yeah and I'm sure there's a lot that like there's the, you know there's more experimentation to happen and there's a lot more flavors that that are out there but the flavor thing's cool though because you this endless possibilities in it now. They yeah. really blend things together and make. Yeah, you know, you and you're always going to have kind of your favorites. Mm-hmm. Like most people who drink coffee are are probably going to drink a vanilla, French vanilla flavor, or um, a hazelnut cream flavor if they yeah. like to flavor coffee. Those are the two most popular, just nationwide, I guess. Yeah. Um, and you can find in any grocery store. You know, usually like. You know, I'm not, I, maybe 90, I shouldn't mention yeah. the name. Or well, no, it's 90% of every Keurig that you go to the tin exactly. office somewhere, right? Like, yeah, exactly. You know, my wife's office, they have French vanilla and yeah. maybe a, a caramel So those are never going to go out of style, yeah. right? But what I like is that we have 
variations on some of those things. Like if you like um, hazelnut, we have a Hawaiian hazelnut that we were like addicted to this summer and made oh, the best yeah. iced coffee because it was almost like a tropical like hazelnut and like what, like coconut or something. And it was just something a little bit different than your run of the mill hazelnut coffee. Right. And um, like in addition to like just the variety of like, if you like almond flavors or if you like caramel flavors, like we have all those different varieties springing off from that. Mm -hmm. We also have like a much higher quality flavor too. That's just more, more potent. So you get more of the essence of that yeah. thing. Um, and that definitely tricks the brain. <laughs> We've had a lot of people ask is, is there sugar in this coffee or are there sweeteners in this coffee? But there's not, yeah. uh, it's just, it's just a big trick. Yeah. <laughs> a little magic. <laughs> yeah, it, it's amazing, isn't it, what the possibilities that you can find and through innovation and technology and just there's more flavors out there now than there ever was, right? Back yeah. in the day, everyone was like, how do you want your coffee? I'm like, black, or do you want it yeah. you know, uh, like, black? Yeah, yeah. Like, how do you want it? It was only one or two ways. Even iced coffee yeah. was not yeah. um, as big as it was even 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Now it's, I think it's, the more you can do different, the bigger market you can have. So, right. you know, the people who are walking around with iced coffees five or 10 years ago were like, you know, college students and, you know, maybe yeah. little little uh, coffee house in Seattle or something <laughs> that was serving it. But now it's, I mean, it's just, just grown. We're all taking it differently now. Yeah, It's kind of, I think, turned a hot seasonal, somewhat seasonal item for mm -hmm. people that don't need caffeine to get by like I do. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of turned it to more of a year round. Sure ability to still get a good cup of coffee, the caffeine that you need and move on down the road when it's hot outside, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, before I came to the States, I, I was not a coffee drinker. I was a tea drinker. Naturally being from the UK, we drink tea literally four or five cups a day because oh, wow. it's just normal. Uh, and it's just like, you it's not like a, you have different flavors of tea here as well. I know you mentioned you getting into that earlier, but it was just, you know, drink tea and, and coffee would come kind of, you know, it was instant, instant coffee. Yeah. <laughs> like two or three spoons, spoonfuls and add hot water and there's your coffee. Mm -hmm. And it was great. But I, well, until I came to the States and tried coffee and then got into kind of like, you know, the coffee scene here went nuts, didn't it? Which you've been here through all it, of that, but yeah. the entire like coffee shop, third wave or whatever it is, went crazy. And yeah. then you have people like Eote down the street and, yeah. you know, uh, was it? The one across in coffee the, slingers, yeah, maybe? slingers and they roast yeah, there. and all the you know killer and all these other places like coffee's a it's it kind of like the wine community it's a big thing. Isn't so it? Yeah. that's that's a very that's a very great like analogy to put like I've kind of noticed the whole like craft beer surge mm -hmm. a couple years ago. Yeah, it's kind of like the same thing has really happened with coffee. A lot yeah. of people roasting their own and trying different things. You know, people know what they want. They just, you know, they're looking for ways to find it. That's why we try to offer as yeah. many varieties as possible because you never really know yeah. what somebody's looking for. Yeah. So back to, I guess, history of, of Neighbors, right? So it opens up. And was it originally um, wholesale from day one? So they ran they ran from day one. Go ahead, Tay. Um, well, from... So I think you have to... I think you left out a little bit where Steve and Fred came from. Mm -hmm. That's my dad and his brother. Okay. So they actually worked at um, Kane's Coffee, which was like a Nestle subsidiary. And they did a lot of office coffee stuff. Mm -hmm. And from that, they learned how to 
make coffee in a way where you would have it for service, for office coffee service. And so they were in the service industry, really. Okay. And then you add on from there roasting and then from there gourmet. So for a long time, we were an office coffee company um, or service, I should say. With like full service, the machines, yeah. the whole deal. Like yeah. So you go to a store, you go to in someone's office and they have a giant metal or little metal yeah. machine with and two or three also, hot plates and a yes. coffee server. That's but not just stuff. coffee because you have, I mean, of all those people in an office, you're going to have someone who's a tea drinker or, sure. um, you know, someone who does hot cocoa in the winter or... Um, you know, cups of soup, mm-hmm. even snacks, soda pop, <laughs> things the like full that. Full office, service yeah. Then, yeah. And it's an idea. I mean, it's not so much in this market, but the idea is to keep people at the office satiated. Yeah. <laughs> um, and not you know needing to leave as often because if you, I mean, if you leave for for coffee, that's like twenty minutes or something. You know, even if you're grabbing everyone's coffee, that's one less. Yeah. One less man there. So it's just to keep everything everything going. It makes everyone happier. We um, all know it creates productivity. Yeah, oh, yeah. productivity 100%. for sure. Yeah. Um, and it's just, I mean, it's one way. I mean, it, the office covers it. It's a good freebie to have. Yeah. Um, so that's what they did for a while. And then um, we slowly got out of out of the office service part of that about, about 10 years ago. Um, just to focus on gourmet. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we started our retail side as well, which is um, strictly online right now. Um, and there we just sell one pounders yeah. across um, the nation. Neighborscoffee.com. In the description of the podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's the place to go right now. Although I think we have a few ideas for expansion mm-hmm. into the Oklahoma City market again. Um, when I talk to people now about Neighbors Coffee, really when they ask me when I what I do, and I mention that's where I work, they always say, "Oh, I used to work at so and so that had Neighbors Coffee, or Neighbors Coffee came and delivered at my office." Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, that's a big reason. That's how we spread our name out there. So. Yeah. Um, So, so when the when you came into the business, Taylor, what was it like? What was everyone doing? And did you come in with a bunch of ideas? And yeah, we want to do this, this, and this. And everyone who had already been here was like, "Oh, the new kids on the block. Great." (laughs) Now we don't. No, typical old person. We don't want to change anything. Well, it's how was that? Because me and John are actually um, some of the newest employee hires. Yeah. Um, Though, I mean, I've kind of worked here off and on. I haven't been here full time since, well, um, August of 2019 is when I started working here full time. So after I graduated college and all that good stuff. Um, Before then I would just, you know, come work in the warehouse, stuff like that. And that's where I started in in August was in the warehouse again, because I wanted to get an idea of how everything worked again and, you know, see, you know, if there was any shortages of labor when we moved into the busy season, all that, all that stuff. And, um, so you were a spy. I was a spy. <laughs> yeah. Undercover boss. Undercover boss. Sent in to Lynn and spy. Um, <laughs> and the, the plan was though, was I was going to move into the office when, um, we had a, um, a senior mm-hmm. sales representative retire. So it was going to be a good experience and, um, we're a smaller company now, so I didn't, they didn't need me in the office quite yet anyway. Yeah. But, 
Um, I definitely realized <laughs> that there's ways to, to make this thing more efficient. Um, so that's what I wanted to focus on first. Um, but we do have, um, I don't know if I should mention the bag machine, seems, seems kind of weird, but um, we're hoping to start putting more products mm -hmm. in the market yeah. um, and doing them in a much more efficient way than we would be doing them now. So Yeah, efficiency means growth and that, that opens up more possibilities and more flavors and everything else, doesn't it? I mean, it just opens up yeah. the kind of worms, but you've got to get, you got to, like we spoke earlier, you've got to invest yeah. in, in the technology and everything's going automated now. And if you can figure it out and have a machine do it, um, you know, as Okay, it's going to take somebody's job, but you can put that person somewhere else and you can grow and there's always going to be work here, which is great. Yeah. That's the goal. I think I was mostly about organization and inventory when I came in. That was something that needed to be done, but John was more the brand new ideas guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's yeah. the new kid for sure. Right. Even though he has a lot of experience really with neighbor's coffee, he's not, he, he has pretty big plans too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was a, I was a boomerang. I was here for about eight years and mm -hmm. left and then came back, uh, actually earlier this year. Okay. So. Very new to it then. Yeah. That's really cool though, to be, to have that experience, right. And come back like, Oh, well it's what's changed. Maybe nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's like, back. and you realize it's kind of like almost night and day from the office coffee service side to really gourmet focus. So I'm learning the, the whole gourmet side. Mm -hmm. It's really kind of been a new venture for me. Yeah. So. so you were on like the sales kind of side of things. Uh -huh. How was that going out to seeing people and hearing feedback and awesome. That's the best part about it is I, hearing feedback, right? Yeah. You know, coffee is one thing it's whether you realize it or not, it's a legal addiction. It's, it's something people yeah. need to get by. Yeah. And so like if you could be the hero of the day walking in with coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, you're right like you take it to someone's house you take coffee and like oh my gosh you just brought me coffee and like thank you right it's almost like you've walked in with a personal latch on a rose that's it right yeah. like you bring her some coffee and you are a lifesaver coffee or chick-fil-a those are the two things i think when you take someone i would rather you're a winner. get the hug in the mug hug in the mug, hug in hug in the mug. mug. <laughs> with the chicken and biscuit yeah so so you guys have some pretty big wholesale accounts though and i you know, you, you mentioned earlier that bronze is a huge client of yours. You draw a lot of their coffee and you guys are nationwide as well, which is, which is huge. How's that been? And how has it been to, you know, to have, to know that, you know, you guys are a supplier to such an Oklahoma, I guess, institution like bronze. Well, it's, it's, it's an amazing opportunity for us because, you know, since I was a kid, you know, like something's good or something's bad. What do you, what do you do? Your parents take you to Brahms to get ice cream, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of one of those things that, um, you grow up with and to have an opportunity like that to be, to be a part of that. And what's cool is, I mean, we're, we're a small family owned business. So mm -hmm. partnerships are everything to us and local. This is the state we live in. You know, this is, that means more to us than anything else. Yeah. So it's, it's cool to know that, it's, it's a mutually beneficial agreement for us and any of our other local partnerships we work with that, you know, we all get to help move this state forward. Yeah. You know, this is a state we love. This is a state we've raised our kids in that we're always being, that mm -hmm. we'll always be here. So, I mean, it's, it's up to us to make it what we think it should be. Yeah. Tell me about like the coffee itself. Like I know you guys do obviously a ton of research and it's sourced, you know, from the right places. Cause again, with coffee, it can be, you know, it, 
you can get it the right way or you can get it the wrong way, right? There's right. so many different ways to buy coffee and, and there's somebody out there, you know, digging up and doing this, all the groundwork and yes. there's so, now, thankfully now there's a lot of coalitions in place with to make sure that those people get the right money and pay payment that they deserve. Yeah. Not a big corporation coming in and saying, you know, hey, we'll take this for you and they get basically nothing out of it and the corporation gets all the money. Um, so what's that been like sourcing coffee? And I know you get it from all around the world too, which is kind yes. of pretty neat to know that your coffee is coming from Brazil or whatever it is, or, you know, Africa, but straight to Oklahoma City, which is kind of weird to think about, but cool in the same way. Um, how's the whole process been of getting the beans, trying new stuff, and then, you know, going through that? Have you traveled much to see that see people? No, uh, we used we used to travel quite a bit, not recently. Fortunately sure. for us, like the partnership deal I mentioned, our, our coffee broker we've been with for decades, mm -hmm. literally. So they've done tremendous job for us over the last yeah. several years. So, I mean, they, as far as sourcing and let us, I mean, they, they handle a lot of that, you know, and if we have certain things we want to try, I mean, they'll, they help us find it, mm -hmm. you know, cause there's always going to be, you know, different areas of the world and different origins that, Hey, nobody's ever tried that blend. Let's try it. Yeah, you know it's 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 a it's a constant evolution of experimentation, really, to get the right cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite kind of area that your coffee comes from? So, no, kind of. Most of our coffee comes from Central and South America. Um, all of our flavor bases are Central and South American coffees that are. Uh, heavy Colombian, uh, Mexican, and I think Brazil right now. Um, and then my favorite is a similar blend, but has a little bit of Sumatra as well. It's a little bit of a, it's an Indonesian coffee and it's just a little bit kind of bulger. I almost want to say like meatier kind of flavor. <laughs> I don't eat breakfast in the morning, so yeah. my coffee has to be. That's your meat group. Yeah, yeah, it has to be like a, a, a food source. Yeah, almost. yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost well, like it a soup. To, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it has to have some substance to it, and I I don't really sweeten my coffee in the morning or anything, so um, I do like it to be a little bit bolder. Even if it's a medium roast, I like to have a good flavor and that's mm -hmm. that's perfect. I basically just described our private blend, but yeah. um, it's... it's. So is that just one you guys make for in-house for you? Just No, just no, that's, we sell it. Um, okay. It's our most popular um, unflavored coffee. Sure. We sell a lot of flavored coffee, but that's probably the most popular um, blend that we have mm -hmm. yeah. um and it's it's great we keep it in our hopper um in our hopper by our coffee machine <laughs> and i i was talking with um someone else in the office and i thought i think that's the coffee i would choose if i had to pick one for the rest of my life just yeah. because flavors are great but that's that's my old standby that's the best the go-to it's reliable you know yeah. it gives you the energy you need in the morning yeah, yeah it's it's the one that i mean it won't upset my stomach or yeah. anything it's it's just perfect yeah yeah John, so mine would be the the private blend and, and then colombian supremo okay what's that very smooth it's just basically just pure colombian yeah yeah so. 
that's awesome I, yeah I have a friend of mine who's like I have two friends the, the totally opposite one is like I want it black I want it to give me the biggest kick up the backside in the morning and wake me up and the other one's like no it needs a lot of sugar it needs a lot of cream and I'm like how do you drink that half and half like literally half cream half coffee I don't yeah. know how he does it uh, but he's Irish anyway so he probably puts a little bit more than, than just coffee in his, and cream in his Ooh. coffee <laughs> time he's losing his caffeine benefit cutting definitely it that losing his caffeine benefit um, I, I make a point not to people when I've gone to shows before um, and people try our coffee they're always like don't judge me for putting like three mini moves <laughs> in my tiny sample cup but I think it enhances the flavor yeah. and I'm not totally against you know jazzing up your coffee with I, don't, I mean if it's half and half or international mm-hmm. delight or whatever you know just as long as you like it yeah, <laughs> I mean yeah. that's you do you um, but I, I just thought it was funny at the shows how people were like don't judge me and I'm like Look here. This yeah. is my afternoon coffee. It's no, a little sweeter too. Yeah, it's all good. I had uh, one of my one of my questions on what I've done on previous podcast is like, what is your go to Starbucks order? And you know the people who are like double pump this with a shot of this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you really like your Starbucks, don't you? And the other, you know, some people are like, oh, uh, I, anything. I don't really know. You know, you can easily catch out the person who loves Starbucks because they rattle off their orders yeah. if you. They, just straight away. You know, you don't realize how personal a cup mm-hmm. of coffee really is. Yeah. You know, it's it's your own thing. It's for you. It's not for anybody else. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what makes it so cool. Like, there's yeah. there's really no there's no rule of, yeah. of how you of how you drink it. That, that's kind of what makes it a little bit more. We you talked about wine, um, how the coffee roasting and coffee shops are kind of replacing the wine mm-hmm. buzz that was going on, but. I think it's one of those things that, yeah, it's everyone has their personal way of their own ratio and even the coffee that goes in it. Um, especially when you're dealing with a, um, a pantry item or, you know, something that you're making at home, it's like so much more personal. There's so many different syrups and and creamers and things too, that it's just what, what you're selling to someone is going to turn into their own little masterpiece hopefully (laughs) when so john we were looking around you you mentioned that also you guys do like kind of white label stuff as well right so someone who for example me has a brand they could come in and say hey let's partner up let's get a coffee going you would do that for other people as well other services absolutely restaurants or whatever it is may want their own that's that's a really cool thing too because that helps both sides and then you know you guys you're selling your coffee and you're providing a service to them and then they get to put their own spin on it and sell it, I guess, as their own brand. Yeah, so the private label program, it's absolutely, I mean, it's something that's been growing. You know, we've been focusing on it. Mm-hmm. It's cool for something to have, for a company to have ownership in it. Yeah. You know, they get to call it their own. They get to pick what's in it. Yeah. You know, we, we roast coffee. I mean, I mean that's just what we do. Right. You know, but they've got their own little mom and pa shops that they're putting it in, that they're helping feed their family. It's cool mm-hmm. that they wanted to call it you know, whatever, it's, it's, it's a nice option for them. Yeah. So. Yeah, that is cool. And I want thank you to take ownership, for them to take ownership in what they're selling and they sell more of it, which helps both of you, right? Because yeah, then the orders got rolling in. It's a good option for like corporate gifts as well. Yeah. Um, you see it for water bottles, why not coffee? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, I, I think a lot of people are doing it this time of year for their employees probably. Mm-hmm. Um, or like a stocking stuffer, you know, kind of kind of thing that reminds 
people to come back to their store right. <laughs> in January. But uh, yeah, it's I'm thinking the um, the socks and underwear that you see that you can personalize with your face on. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the next thing that we do with that because you can about put a, a face on there and still tell it's it's you. Yeah, so. yeah. That's yeah. people listening like, oh, I'm definitely ordering a bag of coffee with my <laughs> face on it to send to my friends. Please, <laughs> please call someone in the office. I'll, I'll transfer it over and explain just that. And I just want to see the look on their face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so for next year, obviously planning for, for new, you know, 2021 and all the rest of it, what are you guys excited about? What's coming up? Is there any new flavors? You mentioned that peppermint's coming potentially. Yeah. Any we're other ones that you're looking forward to trying out? Yeah, we're hoping to do um, a pepper, a couple peppermint flavors. Um, hopefully sooner. Um, mm -hmm. And then we're also really excited about um, a new piece of machinery that we're going to be putting on the floor that will do cake-ups. Um, we've never been able to do those before um, on a large scale, so this is going to be um, a totally new market because most people, I mean, it seems like every week we get customers current customers that are asking do you have a cake up yet like yeah i need something for the office or you know to to keep you know at my other place or something like that so yeah. um we're really excited about the cake cups and we're going to start off with um i believe it's seven or eight different um i'm sorry eight or nine different uh flavors and a couple blends um and then hopefully we'll We'll be able to have all of them on board. Yeah. We just have so many that we had to narrow it down to 10. Right, yeah. <laughs> kind of hard to narrow down. Yeah. They're all, they're all so good, didn't they? Yeah. We had to design all the labels, and one of them we just left kind of blank, just had our, our simplified logo on there so that we could, because we anticipated someone asking for, you know, something crazy, like, yeah. you know, cinnamon chocolate almond or, or Santa's apple brandy or something, and we could just, you know, run a couple hundred of those. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, any kind of plans or would you guys like to have like a, a kind of shop location so where you can have people come in, hang out and have the whole community side of coffee controlled, I guess, in your own environment? I would really like, if not a shop, a really um, tight partnership with mm -hmm. a with a, uh, a coffee shop around here. Um, somewhere that would like exclusively carry us um, or, you know, if, you know, maybe someday we have... A small shop around here even if it's just a drive-through just mm -hmm. because I think um, I mean most of us are trying to buy our coffee ready to drink when we're out and about and when you when you see that it's gonna give them a reason to pull over that day but yeah. then you know maybe later that month they want to try a flavor maybe they can't get so mm -hmm. um, that would be a really, really fun thing. I don't know if that's a 2021 yeah. um, you, goal. Do you think you'd have room to do it in this building if you cleared out some space? Oh, there is so much room in this building. Yeah. That'd be sick, though, wouldn't it? To have, I, I mean, yeah. what I'm envisioning is like you walk into this awesome, cool coffee spot and you have clear glass walls and you see everything else going on behind you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. And you get the smell and everything. And then it goes with, you know, all the community and the personalization and how special a cup of coffee is to people and yeah. all the things that happen in coffee shops that, you know, everything. There's a lot of things that are centered around coffee, isn't it? You know, conversations, whatever it is. That would be really cool to kind of, I mean, if you have the space. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Why not? Yeah, I'd like to see a little bit more traffic by this building because we're kind of in almost like a uh, sort of a industrial cul-de-sac over mm -hmm. here. But 
um, if there was a little bit more traffic. We have, you know, these these guys here that I'm sure would love it. <laughs> but um, if we could get some more traffic going down Oklahoma or something like that, that that definitely be perfect. Out. Yeah, because yeah. I think it, there's with the kind of coffee boom in Oklahoma City, it's been great. Like, it, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats, right? That whole quote and. Mm-hmm. Why not? You know, if you've already got everything here, yeah, it makes total sense to, you know, and you wouldn't have to worry about sending out flavors and worry about inventory because you just make it here anyway. It's going to go somewhere if it doesn't go in the shop, right? Right, right. for sure. It'd be pretty cool to have a spot. I guess training people would be a bit of a nightmare. I don't like training people. No, I don't like learning how to train things. All we'll train people, but uh, can all be teachers. Exactly, we hire good people for that. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's a really cool. I mean, a hundred flavors. That's that's a lot. That's a yeah. lot. Yeah. We have an amazing, amazing uh, staff. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically, we're, we've got like over 150 years of combined coffee experience yeah. in this building. So they're great at what they do and getting it out and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Yes, I don't think there's another shop in town that has that. I'd be shocked if there was. Oh, I don't know. Right? There's a lot. There's more. There's more out there than you realize. You yeah, know? but still, that's that's a lot. That's a lot of people. It's a yeah. lot of. I mean, that's you guys have been doing it for thirty plus years, right? That's actually, we're just so we're actually a really Sorry, small yeah. crew right now. Just everyone we have is just <clears throat> a legacy worker with us. Yeah. Like we have people. We have several people who have put in over twenty years. Wow. And, um, I mean, obviously. You know, Fred has 48 years. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> but I mean, all of us have a lot more knowledge than we care He's, to admit sometimes, I think. Right. Is your dad kind of like really still involved with a lot of the decision making and like yeah. tasting stuff and really still into it and has the, has the bug for it still? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Um, I have to learn a lot from him for sure. Yeah. We had um, just changed our blend a little bit, which we have to do every every time, um, basically every time we need to order from our, our broker, um, and they have something new on the floor there to sell us. So we had to, to cup a couple different blends, um, blind, mm-hmm. um, well, we couldn't all be blind, but, yeah. um, we had to couple, uh, cup a couple different blends and, um, I, I didn't know what to look for. I'm not going to lie. I thought, well, this tastes good. I think this one tastes better than the other. And there's some questions that, that he had to kind of help me. So I never really looked up to him in, in that way before because we, we never actually sat down with the coffee just to talk about the coffee. Yeah. I know it sounds crazy. No, you're right, though, because it's a different palate, and he has 48 years of experience, yeah. right, and his palate. And his I saw him mostly as, like, a really great businessman. Yeah. But there's that side of him as well that I realized I need to, to learn more about. Um, so it's, it's great. We're always learning something, and... Um, I'd, I'd love to be able to maybe get some more knowledge that I can pass down to y'all yeah, right. <laughs> one I mean, of these days when everything opens up and we can go back to expos <laughs> and, and fairs and stuff like that where we learn about um, about coffee more specialty coffee association yeah. always has um, I think they're called expos um, but basically just conferences and classes where they teach you how to cup and things like that so learn about the process different roasting techniques stuff like that yeah stuff that you can't really learn on a zoom call or a youtube video right yeah yeah it's a little bit more (laughs) hands-on so there's always something 
something to learn though. And that's another thing I really like about coffee because I just came out of college. So I was really used to that fast pace, like, okay, every, you know, a unit every week or whatever, and then all these different classes. And then when I first got here, there was so much to learn. Mm -hmm. And now I kind of have to find the things I need to learn more about, but it's happening That's exciting. slowly but surely. A lot of discovery. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's learning what's, what's, there's nothing better to learn than something that's your own family business, right? And it, you're invested in it, you want to learn about it, and it excites you to learn different sides of it. And, you know, like you mentioned earlier, with you haven't tasted this blend that your customer buys, maybe I should go try that because yeah. I don't know what they're talking about, right? <laughs> there's so many, I mean, you have a hundred flavors, that's not a surprise. You have so many things that, that, that can be learned, which is great, and you have plenty of time left. Right. You I just graduated. I hope so. You've got a long time to learn all the stuff. Yeah. And just half the time that your dad learned it. Yeah. And just the nature of um, coffee being um, a, a crop, something that changes mm-hmm. so rapidly. What I'm going to have to learn this year is going to be different from mm-hmm. next year's um, harvest and so on and so forth. So it's kind of a never, it's, it's not really an achievable um, thing to fully realize, but um, just just get better and better, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. So, so the process of someone like myself or a customer or whatever that's listened to this podcast, maybe they may go to neighbor's coffee um, online and, you know, order some coffee, a hundred flavors. They may see something that they love. What has the process? What's that? Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. I mean, there's a lot of choice. If not, let us know. Yeah, we'll make we'll it happen. Create something else. Um, but the whole process, how does that work? I mean, what's the lead time? I mean, you guys have a huge facility and a lot of machines going. How does that all work out? So one, one of the things that's really cool is um, when you place your order, we roast it. We don't really have a lot of inventory sitting back there. Okay. So you can be assured when, when your coffee arrives on your door, it's been roasted likely within the last you know 72 hours for sure yeah because it doesn't it lasts what roughly two three weeks or four weeks depending so on the, the whole roast. bean we're connoisseurs so our favorite way is always getting whole bean cracking it right there when you brew it on the whole yeah. bean you got a six month shelf life and then on the grind or ground coffee you have a three month shelf life okay so there's some people who are buying full just coffee from walmart it's probably been there for three months it's hard to say, you know. They, you never know. Those guys have, they're in a different place with a yeah. tremendous demand. Who knows how much back stock yeah. they have to have. But that's really cool for you guys. You basically can get it in and out as soon as possible. It's roasted and it's to you within, what, a week? Oh, yeah. You know, so it's, and obviously you have a, you put a sticker on it that says, hey, this was roasted on a certain day, probably, right? Yeah, so what's, so they what, know. what's cool, I mean, it's cool to know that your coffee is made especially for you yeah. when you order it. That's really cool to have such a big business and so much going on like you guys do. That's really cool to have that unique, small kind of feel and personal touch to yeah. coffee, right? To the one that you've ordered where it comes from a five pound bag or a three pound bag. It's been roasted for you. Yeah. That's neat to know. You it's know, cool. quality is everything, yeah. you know, and fre- freshness only helps that. Mm-hmm. You can only, you can only buy the best beans, but um, the roasting process, you know, what we do, we do what we can there. But the other thing is, how long has it been sitting? Yeah. You know, the longer it's been sitting, that kind of, it's just truthfully not as good. So mm-hmm. we try to avoid that at all possible. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, so for everyone listening that's been, you know, probably craving a cup of coffee now and thinking, you know, going to the description of this podcast and clicking on the website link and sifting through all the flavors, uh, how do they get to you? What do they go to? I mean, is there any way that they can show up? Well, I mean, what, 
how can they reach out and buy coffee from you? Yeah, you can, the best way to do it? You can jump on the Google. The big bad Google. The big bad Google, and we're actually neighborscoffee.com. And when you land there, if you're a first time visitor, there'll be a pop-up for 10% off if you enter your email address. And then we'll send you offers and specials pretty much on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. So first time customer would get a 10% discount. Awesome. That's really cool. So, well, yeah. John Taylor, thanks so much for sharing some awesome stories. I'm sure there's many more and, and we'll come back and revisit when, when dad's healthy and back from surgery and hear some of his stories because I'm sure that will be an absolute riot. I'd love to hear those stories. Uh, but yeah, thanks for everyone listening and we will catch you next episode. Cheers. This podcast is made possible by the Made in Oklahoma program, created for Oklahoma's entrepreneurs. Their free-to-join program focuses on economic growth and development for the small businesses who grow, process, or manufacture a good within Oklahoma. Retail stores who sell Made in Oklahoma products can also benefit from their program. Above all, they encourage you to support and shop local wherever possible. Find them on Facebook and visit their website at www.madeinoklahoma.net to learn more. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.